Time for Loud Pipes, the podcast centered around motorcycles, the motorcycle experience, and other automotive diversions. Recording from RDUP Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, or wherever sufficient bandwidth can be located, here's Rich Warfield and Rico Hogan. Pipes episode 44, continuing on our long ride planning series, this week talking about destinations. We're going to catch up with our contest winner for our long ride competition, and Rico's been riding some Ducatis. What's going on, buddy? What's happening? Doing good tonight. (laughs) Yeah, just hanging out, another great night. We're going to talk about some great things tonight, I believe, so uh, you ready to get into it? Yeah, and uh, let's bring in our technical director, Mr. Maracle, since he is the planner of the group. He is perfect for our long ride planning series. How are you, John? Doing well this evening, guys. Hopefully everybody's doing well and enjoying this nice North Carolina weather we're having the last few days. Yeah, I'm up around D.C. It's soggy and it feels cold, so I can't wait to get back home. Oh, sorry to hear that, my friend. So, so John, John, have you eaten all that barbecue or did you save me any? I got you some, man. I did some more yesterday. Wow, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So so let's see. We did, um, two weekends ago, we did, let me think here, we did about 15 pounds between two pork shoulders, and then yesterday we did another about 16 pounds, but we did a, we used a picnic instead. Very nice. Uh, trying it out, but uh, the picnic is not as good as the shoulder. I apologize. We skipped you last episode. Do you have a beer? Yeah, man, I do. Since uh, you know, I went down to the refrigerator, and I since uh, Rico missed the um, the uh, Patreon meeting, I had to think about what we were doing. <laughs> I got the uh, uh, Coney Island hard ginger ale soda. Nice. Oh wow! Well, to be fair, Rico made a cameo. Come on. Yeah, he did. I did. <laughs> I heard he had some visitors, so you know, we'll, we'll give him a pass this time. Yeah, we understand. But it's funny, you know, it was just enough to get his name in the credit roll. So it's good it. job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, running around his house. Uh Rico, what are you drinking? I am drinking another lazy magnolia, but this time I'm having the Jeff Stout sweet potato cream stout. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> Sweet it's, potato. Oh, sweet sweet potato. potato. Cream stout. Cream stout. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Is it good? Lazy magnolia. Y- you know what? It is. It's pretty good. I, um, I'm i not really into stout that much. You know, it, it has to be... Uh, I was recommended this beer uh, from one of my guys from um, Whole Foods. He, I always go in there. He's always there, happy to see me. You know, he's like, "You got to try this beer. We just got it in. You're gonna love it." Because he knows my palate and what I like and what I don't like. So he's always suggesting good beers for me. Uh, so I'm. Uh, that's why I have such a wide variety of different beers because my beer guy keeps hooking me up with great beers. Nice. Get that man a cigar or something. I know, right? That's awesome here. Yeah, and he also listens to our show. So, what's up, Jeff? Shout out to Jeff. All right, well, my beer is relatively plain. It's a Scotch Ale, otherwise known as a Wee Heavy, but it's got you all hammered on the name. 
<laughs> I'm drinking <laughs> an 8.5% alcohol by volume skull splitter. Skull splitter. <laughs> oh, snap. I mean, does it get any better than that for a name? No, skull sir. Splitter? That's awesome. Is your skull hurting yet? Not yet. I'm just getting into it, but I got a four pack here, so it's going to be a good week. All right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, enjoy, fellas. We'll know when it starts kicking in, when you start slurring a little bit. Yeah, when I'm like, John. Yeah, John uh. <laughs> what, take over the show, Rico? <laughs> All right. Uh, just a quick uh, quick Patreon update. So, again, we want to give a big thanks to Marcus and Rickard, um, our supporters over in Sweden. And an extra little shout out to to Rickard, who actually had a little little mishap with his motorcycle. So Say what? So he's down. He was in the hospital for a little bit, and he's back on the mend. But from what I understand, the bike is trashed. Oh, so hope he's hope he's doing well. But we did have, uh, as John said, we had a good uh, monthly production meeting. So got to chat with the guys for a bit, and uh, Rico was kind of juggling between multiple <laughs> multiple family members. So. Yes. Uh, he like I say he just made a cameo, but yeah, another good time. So we'll we'll put the call out again if anyone is is interested in that. It's a good time. Uh, Five dollars a month over on Patreon gets you into that monthly session, and we've got a new reward item that we're adding to it, which is uh, we use this tool called Slack S L A C K, and it's like a team messaging group or team uh, messaging platform. You have an app for your phone. There's a desktop app, and of course a website. And it's just a way for us, uh, John, uh, Rico, and I, we mainly just use it to collaborate on the show. We post articles in there and a little conversation back and forth, but we opened up a group for the patrons, and we've just been having a ball in there, sharing pictures back and forth, stories, just having a great time. So that is something that's now available um, to Patreon supporters, and that's going to start uh, simply at the $1 level. So. Check it out, patreon.com slash rdubstudios. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash rdubstudios. All right. Long riding? Anybody? I thought we were going to talk about Ducatis. Ducatis? No, we'll do that second. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's anxious. Somebody is anxious to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just oh, going yeah. to tease us out. So, <laughs> so part part two of our our long ride planning series has to do with destinations. And this whole thing for me kind of started with an article from the travel channel. And we, we haven't been able to figure out how old this is, but it basically says top 10 motorcycle road trips. And of course they had the tail of the dragon in there. Um, us route 129, a very popular a road that we're hoping to tame here in the next few weeks. But it was just an interesting read of roads around the world, not just in the, in the U.S. or North America, but just a very interesting read. And we'll put a link to that in our show notes so you guys can see that. But it kind of got us spurred into, you know, what could we do in our backyard? So let's say we have a week. And this was kind of the premise for our planning was we've got a week of time. We're going to take a week off from work. We've got the vacation approved and you've got the weekends for and aft of the week off. So basically that gives you nine days. And then of course, John is the planner. So, <laughs> so I sat down with John the other night for, I guess about an hour and a half. Was it something like that? That's like two hours. Yeah. Who's counting? It's two hours. Yeah. And pulled out our favorite uh, application of late, which is for not if you are K O T. And we planned out a beauty. 
So Rico, check this out. Here's this. I'll give you the stats first. All right. So total trip, 2,103 miles. That's 49 hours of riding time, averaging seven hours per day, covering about 262 miles a day. Now that doesn't sound like long mileage in terms of a day ride, but here are the places we stop at along the way. All right. Wheels Through Time Museum, Wheels Through Time Motorcycle Museum in North Carolina. I heard that was a great spot to see. Then the National Corvette Museum, including the factory where Corvettes are built. Wheat. Indianapolis Motor Speedway the next day. (laughs) Yeah. The Henry Ford Museum in Detroit the day after that. Niagara Falls State Park the following day. Perfect. Yingling Brewery in Pennsylvania. And then, oh, yeah. (laughs) You got to have a beer stop in there. Yeah, got to. And then the quick stop after that is uh, nab the York uh, factory tour at Harley Davidson again before making the final push back to Charlotte. Wow. So that's nine days, just some incredible automotive places to visit and some good riding. And oh, and none of this is on the highway, by the way. Even better. This is all secondary roads. Yeah. So it's a nice, you know, just over 250 miles a day, all secondary roads. We're going to see some fantastic sights. Now we just got to figure out when we're going to go. Well, I'm ready. <laughs> just like tomorrow? Do it. I got to clean all the bug guts off the bike, though. Man, did I get pelted last night. Uh, where did you go? Oh, I went out to this new restaurant we checked out. It's called uh, Restaurant 17 up in Traveler's Rest. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal spot. Oh, my God. Phenomenal. It's a hotel, too. So if you want to get away with a little lady, you guys should go to this, this spot in Travel's Rest. Beautiful place. Beautiful property. Uh, very, I can't call it Art Deco. It's just very, like, uh, restoration hardware-ish. <laughs> you know? All right. But I'm very cool you. spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. The food was phenomenal. I had that. Uh, I had a glass of um, Moscow while I was there. Yeah, you sent me that drink menu. It was like, it was funny. You're like, can you spot anything on here? And it was just, it was like a moth to a flame. I was like, ooh, Moscow, look at that. Yeah, yeah. So I had to get it. So I had to try it. And it's it. It was sweeter than what I've had in Mexico, but still, it was on par for just the oaky barrel uh, taste. It was really good. So I had to get a picture of the bottle and uh, see if I can pick myself up some. Very nice. All right. So back to our trip planning. Um, so I'm going to have John step in here a little bit because I'm, you know, we'll get back to the philosophical part of it in a moment. But, you know, I'm kind of a no planner kind of person when it comes to the bike. I generally just want to get on it and go ride. But if, uh, if John, if you don't mind, just kind of step through sort of your mental process, right? Like what are you going through when you're mapping out a route? And especially when you're doing, you know, ride like this, because you're looking for roads that we can enjoy with the bikes and you can enjoy with the WRX and mapping out the stops. So, so what's your thought process there? Fortunately, my biggest thing, I can't like you, I can't just get on or get in a car and just go mm-hmm. off wherever. I have to have a plan in, in mind. And so that's where it came. And this uh, came out to be a pretty cool little trip that we came up with the other night of uh, taking the roads. So usually, you know, think about for you guys taking some nice country back roads, some hills, some twisties, 
and, and trying to find some other way other than the scenic routes. Okay. Yeah, and then you guys, I mean, we broke it up into nice little stops along the way. And, and even more, I'd probably plan out even making stops, you know, every couple hundred miles for or every hundred miles to get gas for you guys and, and some place to eat and get some food and figure out where we're going to stay, you know, with more details when we get closer to making this trip, you know, making it all nice and work out nicely. As I was saying, as we were planning this out, when I was a youngin, um, my parents, we used to take trips, and I've been to the Henry Ford Museum, and it's, it's a pretty awesome place to go. I mean, I know you, I don't think you, either one of you have been. I don't know. Maybe Rico has. I'm not. Yeah, it's a pretty cool place to go, but don't go in the middle of summer because there's no AC in the place. Good tip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll do our trip in the fall, but not too late because we're going quite a bit north on this trip. Yeah, you are going up to the falls, and that's pretty cool. So, cool. So, so I got to ask you: now that you have the you've had the WRX for a while, when you're thinking about a road trip, are you looking for good roads intentionally now? And is is that something you've done before, or is the car kind of bringing that out for you? I have tried to take more side road side trips. Um, here a little while ago, I was doing something, had to go over to uh, see the kids play soccer, and I try to figure out a way to kind of head that way without taking the interstates and kind of went around uh falls lake up here and some of some nice little back roads and so that was pretty cool one day the next day we had to go down to uh down to fit by lumberton a little bit south of fayetteville to my uh wife's grandmother's birthday party and we took her and i took some back roads we just got off of like went up to 40 and then we just got off and kind of went through the east coast of north carolina it was kind of interesting so Oh, very nice. So to answer your question, yeah, I have started trying to find some other roads to take and just get off the highways. And the missus likes that, too? She's enjoying the, the side roads, the scenic route? Yeah, she she was having pretty much fun. We just tried to, like you said, try to, like you get in a car or on a bike and you guys just want to go someplace nowhere and just go ride. I had to have a place in mind. So, I mean, right. I had to get it to the destination. We left, like, probably a couple hours before, and it took us, like, three to four hours to get someplace that takes an hour and a half. So, you know, we kind of did a lot of back roads. And then, you know, we kind of did some, got to the intersection, left or right, straight, which way you want to go. And that's what we did. It really kind of is a mindset. And I'm, I'm going to get Rico's take here in a second. But, you know, what? an article popped up for me uh, on RevZilla. And this kind of is the exact opposite. You know, this one was called The Totally Relaxed Rider's Guide to Motorcycle Trips. And they're basically just saying, go right just give yourself some time have a little money in your pocket don't don't really plan it right don't necessarily have a destination just go just be like i'm gonna go ride for a couple of days and getting lost and getting turned around might might be half fun you know you might stumble on things that you might otherwise not not visit i can appreciate that perspective in the article they do have a thing where this you know he has this thing where they're going to go to this tent Mm -hmm. they're going to go tent every year and it's 110 miles and they try to go different ways and just take their time and stop every roadhouse. Don't know if y'all would stop at every roadhouse. Right. <laughs> the tenting thing is like, you know, I'm, I'm back and forth on that. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the freedom of it, but just, you know, every, every year I get older, it's like, nah, I really just, I want a good bed. I want a place to get a proper shower and have a good night's sleep. You think about that though. Think about the gear, extra gear you got to carry. You know, you, I mean, I know you can get something smaller, and I know, yeah. you know, you got to have a tent, you got to have a sleeping bag. 
Well, at least I would hope you have a sleeping bag. I would. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? So you got all that extra gear. Do you really have that much room on your bike? I mean. Yeah, tent camping to me seems like a challenge, at least on the bike that I've got. I mean, Rico can obviously hold more gear, but, you know, I mean, b- big trips that we've got, Rico, I mean, planning aside, what what's kind of your preference? You know, would it be just point it in a direction and go, or you want to, you want at least have an idea of where you're going? Well, I, I've kind of done both, actually. So I've done, you know, with you guys, the, the trip to uh, Birmingham. That was all planned out. We knew every stop and so forth. And I've also just gone out and just rode, got lost. Just, you know, I'll, I'm going for a ride. Or I'm going over. I'm going to shoot over to Atlanta. I might go to Birmingham or something. You know, just get out on the bike and go. And I've done that in, up in Cleveland as well when I was on the R6. You know, just, you know, take a day. I'm going to ride all day Saturday. I'm just going to get on the bike and just go get lost. And ended up in PA, you know, at a barbecue spot, you know, <laughs> had barbecue and some beer. You know, checked out the scenery and headed back home, you know. So it goes both ways. It depends on your mood. You know, if you're going to be gone in a couple of weeks, I can suggest that you, you know, like we said in a couple of last episodes, just be more prepared with clothing and body armor and money and your bike's prepared and everything, you know. So if you're going to do it like a week-long thing, then just get out there, take what you need and go. But I understand that that's when you're by yourself. I, you know, when you're by yourself, you can do that kind of thing. You don't have to worry about somebody else and their comfort and they got to stop and pee when you don't. You know, things like that come into place when you when you ride with a group. Yeah. Uh, there's different, you know, different riders, different uh, distances they can go on their exactly. bike. So, you know, you got to take that in consideration as well. So, yeah, exactly. You, 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 have, you end up stopping for, you know, the one with the shortest amount of, you know, gas mileage or the shortest amount of time in the saddle. and you know, the group just has to get to that lowest common denominator. But I've had such a good time before, obviously just by myself, but getting out and, and literally having no destination. Just say, you know what? I'm going to take the whole day. I'm going to go for four hours. And then wherever I'm at, I'm going to turn around and head back home. And the funny thing is, I've had that actually gone. I've had that go really well. And I've had that go in the wrong direction <laughs> because... I got a funny story. So last summer, I think last summer was the good one. I just kind of pointed the bike south and I ended up somewhere deep in South Carolina in a couple of hours and basically just turned around and came back. I think it was only about an hour from like Myrtle Beach at that point, you know, so it's been a, a nice day ride. But the time that it didn't work was when I had the, one of the first couple of years I had the Harley in Charlotte. I, the same kind of thing. I was like, well, I'm just going to ride for two hours, see where I'm at, and then turn around and, and come home. <laughs> After two hours, I was like 35 minutes from home. No. <laughs> I kind of got in a circle. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't really know the area, right? And, right. <laughs> that's awesome. I was like, oh, hmm, that didn't work. <laughs> well, that's kind of the thing. That's where I have the picture of having an idea where you got to go. So you kind of have roads you know you got to get to. To kind of get away from where you are. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. If you're going southeast, east, west, whatever, you know, I guess you know how far away you're going to get away from home, right? I mean, like, say, if I want to jump on 26 and head north, you know, I want to head towards Asheville and, you know, towards Kentucky, Virginia and all that. Yeah, if I go south, I'm going to go, you know, South Carolina, down to Georgia, you know, Florida, all that down that way. So, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of, but if you're taking back roads you haven't been on, I, I guess, 
you know, that's that's yeah, you highway. Get turned around you, yeah, you get turned around quick because yeah. you you ended up on some road. You think you should make a a, a, a right, but you should, should have made that left to continue on down going south. But I guess too, I guess that's just that just comes down to knowing your odd numbers are going you know north to south, and your even numbers are going east to west. So you know, it's that that all comes into play as well. So just knowing that little bit of information. Yeah, you just got to be careful. You don't want to get sl- you don't want to get slaggled. That never made it into our vocabulary. Yeah, no, I, I, it didn't. But that that was good. That, that was a good time. I guess we. I guess it hasn't happened again since then. No, I don't think. I think you're right. It hasn't happened, right? We, we stopped listening to Siri. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we started using Google Maps. We smartened up. <laughs> so true. So what do you think? 2,100 miles in nine days? Does that sound like fun to you? Or does that sound like a just too short of a ride? I'll do it. You know, can't stop harping enough about my bike. It's just how comfortable it is. And, you know. No, hold on. Let me, let me get lean back in the seat. Yeah, yeah. So so w- when you throw those numbers out, <laughs> you know, if I was on the R6, you know, I would cringe a little bit. My body would start to ache. <laughs> but now it's like, ah, oh, all right, cool. Let's do it. Fine. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, that's like uh, Rich there, you know, talking about his bike and fixing it up so he rides a little better, right, Rich? Yeah, we've been thinking about it. I'm thinking about getting some some kind of real saddlebags for it. Um, the windshield's kind of a bust, but I think I'm going to cut that with something, make it work. Oh, you want to literally cut it yourself? Yeah, there, I'm sure there's somebody that can cut it. Not probably not me, but I'm sure there's somebody that can cut cut a few inches off the top of it. Right. I think that'll help. Well, we've certainly had a good time mapping out our week-long ride and as you guys know we ran a little contest here where we were asking people to write in and and just talk about where they were going and and sort of places they were planning planning to go to you know what you consider a long ride and destination so we went and put the names into a hat and john drew them out recently so the the winner of the loud pipes t-shirt is a gentleman by the name of dave shoop and what do you guys think? Call him up, see what he's doing. I hope he's got a beer in his hand. Yeah, set him up. Hello. Hi, is this Dave? Yes. Dave, it's Rich from Loud Pipes. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. <laughs> All right, we won't keep you up too late. I know you've been up since the the butt crack of dawn, so we'll keep it quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I had some coffee earlier, right before I had no beer. <laughs> right. Very nice. Yeah. I guess first thing, congratulations to your son for the, the scholarship. That's cool stuff. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it was pretty cool. They they gave out about 18 scholarships, so it was cool. He Very was nice. one of three in his high school that got it. So. Now, this is going to be for a specific welding program, or is it uh It's actually general? earmarked for tools. It's earmarked for tools. He has uh, $1,500 he can use for tools. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. That's pretty cool. My my uh, sister here in North Carolina, I'm not sure where you live from everything, but my sister here works for a uh, a structural steel uh, company. So they do all the welding huh. for buildings and uh, do um, side rails, railings, and uh, do stuff with buildings. So pretty okay, cool place. Yeah. Yeah, if he yeah. ever looks at it, you could look at it. It's called Phillips Ironworks. Okay. So. You said Phillips? Yep, Phillips Ironworks. Okay. 
That's it's here in, in uh, outside of uh, Raleigh. So a little small Raleigh, company. Okay. Yep, yep. That's what they do. All their structural steel welding and stuff. Yeah, okay. John Dave, Dave's kind of up in my old stomping grounds in PA. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, all right. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> I was just saying here in North Carolina. I'm not sure where, but I mean. Yeah, I'm a transplant from Southern Virginia originally. So. Yeah. And I Why'd spent you leave? a lot. Huh? <laughs> Why'd you leave the South? Because my wife is from up here. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, I can understand that. Maybe maybe he wants to get a snowmobile, John. Come on. Okay, yeah, true. Yeah, I can go snowboarding up here. I couldn't do it down where I grew up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So how long have you been in PA? Many years, I take it. Uh, I've been up here since 91, so 25 years now. Oh, wow, yeah. That's a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. It is funny when I go back home now, and I and I talk to my mom or my grandmother and all of them. I hear their southern accent now. And I'm like, <laughs> did I talk like that? <laughs> uh, yes, you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. So we we just wanted to call you up tonight. We had a couple of orders of business. First of all, to congratulate you on winning the shirt. So we drew drew from one of John's big old hats and uh, pulled your name out of the list. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So, yeah, I got your address, and yeah, we'll, I'll order up one in, in your size, and we'll get it shipped out here. Okay. Thank you very much. So now you did, you had quite a long email in terms of where you were going and things like that, and I think some of your trips have already happened. Is that right? Yeah, I was down at Outer Banks Bike Week uh, in the Outer Banks, North Carolina, two weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah. Well, actually, it was just last week, maybe. Uh, no. Week before. I'm getting confused. And where's that held at in in uh, at the Outer Banks? Uh, it's held at um, the two Harley dealers are the main. There's an exit Harley, which is basically a t-shirt store in a mall, <laughs> and then there's um, I think it's called Harper or something like that, which is right before you go into the island. There's a dealership there that's an actual dealership, and uh, they run all the most of the rides out of there. They have a bunch of vendors there. And then there's vendors at different places along the island. So it's it's right. quite a quite a spread out thing. I mean, and there's there are rides um basically I think it was Monday through Thursday there was a ride that went out with the hog chapter every day. So now, now did you did you ride down from there? I'm assuming. Yeah, I rode down from here and then I was went out on, on all the rides they had from uh Tuesday to Thursday. Good man. Yeah, we're not we're not much down with the, the trailering action around here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not much either. Um, I I I've, I have done it. Um, I did it uh, two years ago when I went out to Gettysburg because they were calling for rain, and my one buddy said we need we need at least an easy up out there. So you need to trail your bike out there and take a pickup truck with your easy up. And I went, uh. <laughs> I said, I said, well, I'll just get, I'll just get wet, and I don't have a trailer, anyways. He says, I got one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up trailing my bike out, which was better than the year before. The year before, I drove out with the camper and dropped it off, and drove my pickup truck home. It's about a two and a half hour ride each way, mm-hmm. and then I rode, rode back out with the bike. Sunday at the end of bike fest, I got up Sunday morning early. 
and much to my pain, I rode home and then drove my pickup truck back out there, picked up the trailer and drove back home again. <laughs> nice. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a long day that day. <laughs> so what what's next for you this summer? What's what's your next big event or big ride, I should say? Um, well, this Saturday actually I'm going on a hundred mile ride for the Boy Scouts. It's oh, nice. uh it's a local it's a local ride here that they've I've done it for the last this will be my seventh year doing it, I think. It's a hundred mile ride through the Poconos and uh part of the ride yeah, they go on uh, Pocono Racetrack. I don't know if you know what that is. Oh yeah, it's a it's a big <laughs> racetrack for them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. We get about three to five laps on the racetrack. So we're supposed to stay behind the pace truck. I have passed it once. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, I got in big trouble for that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. yeah, I um I grew up north of Honesdale, so up okay. in that area. Yeah. Yep. And Poco many times. So, and I forget my manners. I don't know where they are tonight, but I forgot to ask. What do you ride? Oh, I ride a 07 Victory Hammer. That's right. That's right. A Victory. Mm, you know, I'm shopping those. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man, that I, I, when I bought it, I test drove a bunch of Harleys because it was either a Harley or a Victory. And I went with the Victory, and I'm much happier with it. Yeah, it's just when I when I was looking in in '07, I I guess my my eyes were not that wide. I was pretty much focused on the deuce. Yeah, yeah, and I bought I bought mine used. Yeah, a smarter man than I am, sure. No, well, I just couldn't afford the new prices. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while. I I think I've told the story before, man. It took me years to. I had to get out of debt first and then save for the bike. It took quite a while. Yeah. Now this was the. My fourth bike. So. Cool. What what bikes in the past? Crew all cruiser style or other stuff? Well, I started off on a on the worst bike ever made, and that was a CB four hundred A, which is an automatic transmission <laughs> CB. <laughs> I've heard about it. Had, those. <laughs> yeah, I I was one of the guys who actually bought one and drove it for all of like three months before I got tired of it darkening my driveway, and went out and bought a. Uh, Kawasaki 454. This was back in the late 80s. And I had that bike, so I moved up here. Okay. And then I took a break while I raised my son and then went back into it. Oh, I think it was about 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. I bought a 1100 Shadow, an 88 1100 Shadow, and I had that until about, I guess it's three or four years now I've had the victory. So Awesome. Well, I know you've got. Uh stuff to move on down the road so we won't keep you too long but we do uh, we do appreciate you listening and look for that shirt here uh probably in the next week and a half it it should be at my house in a couple of days and then i'll flip it around to you after that yeah that sounds great i mean i'll be happy to get it uh, maybe i can uh, wear it when i go down to barber in the fall <laughs> ah, you gonna go to barber then i'm i'm pretty sure i am I, nice. i'm nice I just want to see if I can convince one of my buddies to go with me, because that's kind of a long ride to do by yourself. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. All right, well, I better get going here. i got to be at work at 5 in the morning again. So. 5 comes early. <laughs> ouch. Yeah. That's, that's when i got to be there. Oh, you got to be there. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Fortunately for me, I'm only 15 minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you what time I get up. You just have a good day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
right, well, I really enjoy the podcast. I really do. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Take care. Thank you, Dave. Yep. Ride safe. You too. Later. All right. Well, that was cool. Good to have a opportunity to chat with Dave and good to know he's a listener and he's kind of the the perfect podcast consumer, you know, being out on the road, you know, he's, he's eating up, you know, every minute of content we can give him. So, so glad he's enjoying it. Yeah. It was really cool talking with him and, and it was neat to hear him talk and how he wants to hear us longer. Yeah. We, it's funny because on the Patreon call, they were like, yeah, you know, weekly would be nice. And then we could just shorten it a little bit. And, and Dave's like, you know, every time you guys say, you know, well, that's about an hour. Time to wrap it up. He's like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so soon. <laughs> yeah. So did you find what you were looking for, John? Yeah. So, so I was talking with uh, Matthew today, getting ready for our, uh, the motor or the motor vloggers little ride here in uh, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, we can a little over a week to head out to the mountains. So he was talking about how he's on a he's going to take the Magna out and he's looking at uh, talking about getting motor skivvies, underwear that can have padding in it to help with the cushion of the ride a little bit. Oh dear lord, that sounds like the air cushion or what was that thing I had the the seat hawk or air hawk or whatever it was. Yeah, but I guess these are they. It's technically underwear and they have padding in the, the whoopee cushion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. So. I don't know. So maybe uh, if he buys them, we can get his review of it for you, Rich. Moto Skivvies. Is that the real name? Yeah, they're Moto, M-O-T-O, and then dash S-K-I-V-E-E-Z. I'm not sure. I ever wanted to see that on my credit card bill. <laughs> Moto Skivvies? <laughs> I know, right? Well, you can give them at Revzilla. So they're like $60 for these. Uh, I guess they're underwear or they can go over your underwear. So Okay. And I guess there's some uh, seat. There's some padding in the back. Um, there's six millimeter of memory foam main body and yeah. Rico, doesn't your body armor have some padding like that too, or no? Nothing in the in the in the seat of your pants. I have uh, <laughs> I have um. <laughs> Sorry, that just kills me. <laughs> no, it it just has body armor for your uh, your hips, your thighs, your knees, and shin, and your tailbone. So nothing for your tushy. I got you, but but your your system is more for protection, not necessarily for comfort. If you come off exactly. the bike, that it's it's intended for that mainly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is there something I've thrown out there for you, Rich? Maybe you want to look into it. I will look into some moto skivvies for you. All right, man. <laughs> if I can say it without laughing, I, I'll even help it out, and I will put it in the loud pipes Slack thing for people that our friends can want look for. Okay. All right, Rico, I, I cannot wait anymore. And if you don't tell me about these Ducatis, I'm going to hang up the Skype call. <laughs> <laughs> but I got... <laughs> so let me let, yeah. let me set the stage here. So you've heard us talk about the Ducati Multistrada Enduro pretty much since I, I caught wind of it. And I, I see this kind of bike, not so much the Enduro, but I see this bike as a little bit of a a baby modus, you know, it's V twin. We can make it sound good. You know, you're sitting upright, still handles well, has 160 horsepower, bananas. And then they drop the Enduro model. It's like, Oh, well, this is the ultimate upgrade to the KLR and maybe becomes my Toro bike, touring bike. So 
Mr. Hogan rode this bad boy and. Oh, yeah. I still got a smile on my face. I'm all ears. And you know what? I totally, I totally get it now. I totally, totally get it now. Adventure bikes kind of thing. The adventure bikes. Sorry, I couldn't get that out for some reason. Uh, but yeah, I totally get it now. And mm-hmm. wow, that's mm-hmm. all I got to say. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Now, I, I don't know where you guys want to start off on. It's just, you want me to start from, you know, just being all giddy when I saw it first for the first time? All right, I'll start <laughs> well, there. I, <laughs> no, I don't want you to giggle for like 40 minutes, but I do want to take half a step back and go through some of the stats. I kind of, I want to pull the information out of you slowly. Is that all right? All right, cool, yeah, because I might need that. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just going to explode all over the mic, and that'll be it. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it. first and foremost, the basic feel. This is a lot more upright than you're used to. It's a lot taller. So basic comfort. How's the, how does that compare to, you know, like a bagger, like touring bike we've been looking at, or, or even anything else you've ridden in the touring family? How does that part of it compare? It's different. I mean, it's it's totally different. I mean, there's there's two different rides. I mean, you you you'll need to have a sport bike in your set stable, mm-hmm. uh, a cruiser. You're gonna need a touring bike, and you're gonna need this bike. Okay. You you're gonna need four bikes. <laughs> you know, basically because each bike has its own characteristics, and this one here, this Multistrada enduro bike was. Uh, an eye-opening experience mm. for me. So not this is not the touring bike, not not no. the touring bike. I mean, it's, it, I I think if you if you want okay, so if you don't want the weight of a touring bike, go go the enduro. Okay, because the, the upright, the only thing it, this thing is missing is a backrest. <laughs> well, I'm sure you could probably get one, but um, uh, the seating position upright. The hand position, I mean, for, on this particular bike, it, it just, for my size, you know, 5'11", 175 pounds now, it fits. You know, you, you you didn't have to stretch or lean forward on it. You know, you didn't have to pull yourself and put yourself in this awkward position to ride this bike. I mean, the instrument cluster was right there. It's, it's readable on this bike. You know, kind of thinking about it, somebody had leg problems with this, with this bike fit for them, and okay. it would. Because it's a comfortable uh, foot pack position for for this for this particular bike. Um, the only thing it, it the only thing it, it was missing for me, like I said, is the backrest is some uh, highway packs, and you call it calls it a night. <laughs> this would be the bike. How long was your ride on the enduro? Uh, I had it for forty minutes. Ooh, okay, okay, that's for good. Forty minutes, that's yeah. Good. So I took some video uh, of, of the back roads that I took. And these were some really good twisty 15-mile-an-hour turns, 20-mile-an-hour turns. Uh, so these were some really demanding roads. And, I'm, and sure enough, it turned out to be this, the best road I could have picked. Just a wide variety of, uh, of twisties you could want to put a bike through to really test drive it. And then to be able to test it and stop and go was really good, too. You know, putting your feet down, how to, how to feel, did it overheat, you know, things, yeah, did it overheat, you know, stuff like that, you know, that, that you, that you will run up against if you were to own this bike. So I didn't get a chance to take it off road. Uh, there was some dirt roads. I said, ah, but I was like, nah. 
Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I signed a waiver. It's like if I dropped, I had to fix the bike to brand new. So I was like, eh, I won't do that. Yeah. So, um, love the, love the bike. I love the speed. Oh my goodness. I was going to say speed, power. The bananas. speed of this bike is ridiculous. Like you said, bananas. <laughs> and uh it, it'll pull you know i'm surprised i didn't do a lot of wheelies with this bike but i was a little f- afraid and it has a couple different modes to it so I, I had them put me out in the uh touring mode so it cuts the horsepower down a little bit um so that was nice to get to kind of get my bearings with the bike and get used to it and get get used to the behavior so that was good so i had that uh for a good i guess 15 minutes then I pulled over, put it in sport mode, and away she went. And uh, and that's when I found the twisties. Yeah. And, um, you know, after I got over the fact that, you know, I couldn't, I had to figure out where the front wheel was on this bike. Because, you know, looking at it, it looks like a, a mean praying, praying mantis, right? With the little eyes and the mouth and everything. So you know, I had I had trouble saying, okay, here's the front wheel, and you know, just kind of get used to that. And it, like I said, coming from my bike to this bike was a big transition, so I had to get used to that. So just think, keep that in mind as you as um, I talk about this bike. So as I get used to taking it around the turns and got comfortable in some of these hairpin turns and how responsive the bike was, it was great. Now the the downside to the bike was. Um, the shifting, the constant shifting up and down. Yeah, I think it why it was like a narrow. Yeah, it had a real shallow bandwidth. Yeah, so at about five thousand RPMs, or five and a half, had to shift because it would run out of breath, uh, especially going around a lot of the turns. You know, I had to make sure I was in the right gear, or the, or the uh, L twin would start to bog a little bit. So that was a little. You know, and I was eh, that was, that's that's a trait from Ducati. You know, they, they you have to be in the right gear on, in these bikes um, in order to to get out the performance of it. So coming from my bike, I can leave it in one gear and, and, and just pull out with all the torque, just pull out and just keep on going. But with this bike, I had to make sure I was dropping down to the proper gear to get it. You know, whether it be first or second to come out of the turns, yeah. I couldn't have it in second and think I'm going to pull out and go to go to third real quick. No, I had to go. Some, in some cases, all the way down to first, the second, then third to kind of pull out. So that's my only caveat with this bike. So, so it's funny that you say it would run out of breath at 5,000. Well, are, are you meaning that it would, you couldn't go below 5,000 because the, the peak horsepower is at 9,500? So are you you're saying it's like 5,000 and up you need to keep it in? Yeah. So on this bike. I wasn't sure what you were saying there. When I was trying to really get on it, um, so yeah, you're right. The the peak the peak bandwidth is uh, 9,500. But uh, in some of the turns that I would, you know, have to kind of navigate through, I can only go up so far and have to go back down. And in the in those low bandwidths with this bike, you know, you again you had to be in the right gear, certain certain corners. So I, I you know it's hard for me to articulate right. how this all will play. Uh, w- when you're in the moment, but uh, just imagine just being in the wrong gear and having to shift down, or you know, you, you think you're going to stay in like a fourth yeah, gear yeah. and kind of hammer through, but then you have to slow down and take another turn. Then you in fourth, you got to drop down to third. Oh, I got to slow down too far. I got to drop back down to first gear. So I ran in a lot of that with this bike because of the bogging in it. <laughs> <laughs> so in that, 
So I, I wonder though if you just if you just wrung its neck, like if it wouldn't matter, like if you kept it over six thousand. Yeah, no, it ran out of breath. It it, it ran out of breath. So if mm-hmm. I left it in the fourth gear or in the third gear, thinking I'd just run all the way out, you know, until I get to the next turn, I would just run out of breath, and it was just kind of like, oh, okay, I got to shift up for a brief moment um, before I get to this next turn, and then take the turn, drop down the drop down to the appropriate gear, and you know, keep on going. So I ran into that a lot with this bike. So again, that's a Ducati trait. You know, you got to love how you got to want to love, you got to love its I, in- intricacies. You, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, um, you got to love to switch gears. So with this bike, you got to, especially in the twisties, you got to love to switch gears on it. And, and I found this to be the same with X Diablo with having to stay in the right gear. Hmm. All right. Well, I, I got to, Speaking of switching gears, how was the wind? So how does the wind transition over the front of this thing? Because it's got a pretty tall windscreen on it, and I'm assuming you had your modular helmet? I did, yep. And um, it's tall and skinny. You know, so this windshield, I was thinking, how is this kind of, <laughs> how is this going to keep the wind off me, you know? But it it was an appropriate amount of wind, you know? So I didn't get a lot of, um, and you can hear it in the videos, you know, where you start to pick up a lot of speed and you get a lot of the wind blowing by, but mm-hmm. you know, no buffeting, you know, so your head, you didn't have the bobble effect at all. So, um, it felt like it cut the wind. Well, enough hit you where it kept you cool and kept the bike cool, but enough to, to not beat you up. So you started so in mixture in touring mode, right? You said, yep. Start in touring mode. Uh, I'm just, I'm looking now to see what that, what that means. The ratio is. Yeah. Well, just because I know when you're in off-road mode, it limits you to 100 horsepower. So I wonder if the mode they didn't have you in, just it ran out of breath because it was only giving you that much power. Or, or were you having, were you experiencing that in the full sport mode too? Yeah, yeah I did that in, in the sport mode too. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I left it in the gear, say third gear. I left it in third gear thinking I'll just run it out, like you said, until I got to the next turn. Yeah. But I just felt like I, it needed to go up a gear then come back down. So I was up, down, up, down all the time with this bike. Actually, yeah, according to this, touring mode is still 160 horsepower, but the suspension suspension and ABS are, are different. And, of course, the the travel. Yeah. But uh, other than that, you know, it, it rode nice. It felt nice. It was very nimble, very mm. flickable, very confident, inspiring, I guess you can say. Um, and a lot of the turns felt if I wanted to go off road on it, which I didn't, I could have and, and enjoyed it because, you know, the, the huge travel that it had on it. Yeah. The other thing that uh, I noticed with this bike is just the undercover engine shield underneath it was massive. But if you were to drop it, <laughs> yeah, the big skid plate, yeah, the big skid plate <laughs> underneath there. Um, if, but if you did drop it, you know, what about like the, the clutch and all that, it didn't cover enough of the motor, I think, uh, if you were to fall over on it, on its side. You know, it didn't protect enough of the, the other side of the motor. Yeah. So I was just, you know, I was wondering why they didn't just cover mm. that up a little bit more. So if you were to drop it, it will be a little bit more protected. And also with this bike, I, I noticed that the, you know, if you notice how the hand guards has the turner signals in there. You see that? Right. All right. If you were to drop this bike, you know, you have to replace that's it. That's the first thing to break. That's going to break. And that was plastic. <laughs> yeah. So you got to replace that, you know. 
So little things like that, you know, that I was like, huh, why? I wonder why they didn't hmm. just make that a, like a metal, you know, more durable. But what, the other thing I do like, you know, that they did think of um, with the bike was the 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 bendable or how would you call that flickable uh, clutch pedal. Oh, the clutch the the clutch lever you're talking about, or uh... yeah, the clutch lever. It, it bend up back and forth when uh, when it's all okay. on its side. Same with the foot pegs; it, it's bendable. And um, with the brake lever, another neat piece with that is it, that's adjustable as well. So you can just pull it out, turn it, moves the brake pedal mm-hmm. up for you. So you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to push up, up, way up, down yeah. to to match your real brake. So if you want to have less travel, I guess in your foot to press the brake, you can do that easily. Like take a, take a second to just kind of pull it out, turn it, and then put it in a lower position, which is kind of neat with that yeah. bike. Now I'm assuming that the t- the tires on this were more suited for the road than off than off road, or were they? Yeah, what was the mix? Yeah, they yeah this the the one I rode had street tires on it. They did have another one there that they had just sold it right before I got there, so I didn't get a, get a chance to test drive that one with the knobby tires on it. <laughs> you know, too slow. Yeah, but uh, it, it still it was it, it was a great bike. And now that now that I've ridden it, I might have to get one of these bikes. If you know, if I had the money, I would get one of these bikes, enduro bikes. I would just to have it. Because I get I get it now, you know you you, you know you want a bike, yeah. Yes. If if you want a bike and you want it, you don't want anything heavy, and you want to do a long distance riding. This is the bike for you, no doubt about it. This is a great bike, and I totally get it now. And just just to have the confidence to have a light bike, uh, to be able to go off road, you know, not like massive like like at the Carolina Adventure World type of roads, but, you know, just dirt, dirt roads or whatever, you could do that on this bike easily. I was just going to say, I would love to put some good knobbies on this and just go flying through the woods down there at CAW and just have people look at you like, what on earth is that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I would hate to drive it Open like up I the exhaust. slide around on mud and, you know, yeah. break my, my uh, turning signals. Mm. But yeah, other than that, it it was a great bike. Those two things, and I, I think that I, I think that I think it's just personal preference too. You know, just you know, just uh, with the gear changing thing, it's a little annoying because my R six had like you know fourteen thousand five hundred red line, so I could be yeah. in a gear for long periods of time and not to worry about switching gears at all. You know. Um, that's what that's what I was almost expecting, but I knew I wasn't gonna get it on a Ducati because none of them were like that. But you know, coming from a sport bike, having that long range, you know, this bike just couldn't do it. Uh, I think it's just that that L twin motor that they have in these bikes that you know you just can't beat them up like you can with the Yamahas and the uh, Hondas. Well, I I want to try it, but like I said, I. I want to do it in a day when I can get when I can get a little dirty. So oh, yeah. Oh, and the brakes on this thing, forget about it. I thought I was gonna pull stoppies every time I pressed the brakes and they were touchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, 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 fun bike. Fun bike. And if you if you're interested in um uh, this type of bike, run out and test drive it for sure. Oh, I I will. Mm-hmm. So Char- Charlie, keep it warmed up. I'm coming down, buddy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, so I know you're you're gonna gush on forever, so I'm gonna get comfortable. I'm gonna have a few more sips of my skull splitter, and 
Talk to me, brother. Ex Diavo. Yes, no? Yes. <laughs> and hell yes. Mm. And you know what? I'm sorry, Ted, you know, with his uh his um V-Ride fetish. Yeah. This thing will kick its butt all day long. All day yeah, long. I figured just on paper, just like bench racing, it's like oh, that V-Rod don't stand a chance. It, this thing is way sexier. And, I, you know, on this bike, I had people pull up next to me and say, that's a nice bike, bro. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> now, you know, I normally get that, you know, on my bike. You know, people pulling up next to me saying nice bike. But, you know, to have that same thing on the Ducati was, was kind of badass to me. I was like, okay, <laughs> I could see it. And uh, because of the styling of it, you know, that exposed rear tire, that massive 240 rear end oh, in the exhaust, you know, it, it's it just, it's very cool. Like, I don't know, it, it's it's just a mean bike. And the seating position is like riding your bike with the foot pegs yeah. and you have to Feet reach forward. out for the handlebars. Yeah. Um, it's like riding your bike, but a hell of a lot faster. Now this is the and, only, and you've got some, and you got some lean angle too. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. You can. You, there's no scraping on this bike. <laughs> there's there's no way you can lean over that far. <laughs> there's no scraping. You just fall over. Yeah, you just fall over. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> you scrape your elbow first. Oh look! Look at there's ants walking across the thing. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> you know, wow. as I rode this bike up and down the street, my giblets were just smiling at me. <laughs> That's yeah, that how awesome visual. this bike. Now this, yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, this bike, okay, so as I'm cruising in, in stop and go traffic, so I'm going back to those, those, that, that, those back roads I was telling you about. So I'm, you know, going back to that area. So I'm in the stop and go traffic. So I got these long straightaways where I can kind of hit it from stoplight to stoplight. So I, I look back at one of these stoplights, you know, there's a bunch of cars trying to keep up with me, and I just took off, and I look back, and like, holy cow, this thing is a bullet. And this is the only cruiser type, I don't know what you can classify this bike as, but this bike can pull wheelies. Power cruiser. Power it's cruiser, like okay, that's what we're calling it, okay. This bike yeah, Like the Yamaha wheelies. VMAX. Pull wheelies. Hey, the, did, there's did, an Wait, 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 did you hear me? So. Did, 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 did I say... Did I say it? you can pull, pull wheelies, wheelies. Yeah. first and second yeah, yeah, gear in this bike? I got you. Now you can't do that on any other. You got video of that? No. Well, no, I can't show that. Well, you can show it to me. Yeah, I can show it to you. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> have you to know, post it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just just the massive power that this bike has, first, second, and third gear, is just very throttle happy. And I stayed in sport mode on this bike. Because mm. I was like, yeah, I knew what I was getting. I knew what I was getting between my legs, and yeah, it's a beast. Again, the brakes phenomenal. It stops on the dime and rips your face off. You feel like you're gonna do a stoppy type of thing. The 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 leaning of the bike, you would think it'd be uh, a lot a lot sharper, you know, as you lean in and mm-hmm. lean out. But um, because of the rear, the massive rear tire, but it was effortless. It was a more like. Um, it's more of a um, breakout type of lean, you know. You rode the breakout, right? Uh, only the Pro Street Bad Boy. Yeah, so yeah, so, so that kind of you know <laughs> leaning into the corners type of feel, you know. 
It's it's not sport bike and it's not lazy cruiser. It's in between. Yeah. You know, so that's what I got. And it's just a fun bike to ride. And um, kudos for Ducati for put, producing this bike because it's going to be a seller because it, it's it's fast. Mm. It's sexy. It's rowdy. You can do wheelies on it. Did I, did I mention you can do wheelies on it? You can do wheelies on it. I just wanted to have one more question in regard to that. Yes. Smoke? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's all I needed to know. Because I had to. <laughs> it's the X Diablo. <laughs> Develop. Yeah. Another video I want to see when I get yeah. down. Yeah. It, it would, <laughs> I just, I can't, I, it's, you know, it's a shame. It's almost a shame that they have this L-Twin in, 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 in this bike because... If it had the Yamaha motor in it, it'll be a lot more fun. Oh, but it would sound terrible. It, it would, it would, but it would be a lot more fun because you'll have more red line room. Well, I take that back. If if it was if it was the flat crank of the R1, it would sound okay. But just a regular inline four, no, yeah, no, no business. Yeah, you're right. You're no right. business. You're right. Yeah, it does have that distinct Ducati sound, and that once you put the aftermarket exhaust on it, yeah, I get it. But uh, again, with the downshifting and you know making sure you're in the right gear, again that's a Ducati trait. So you got to be, you know, one of those guys that love to switch gears with this bike. But uh, other than that, it's a great bike. Well, I, great. I had to go out and check just for comparison. The they still Yamaha still makes the V Max. Yeah. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. They don't I list saw any a sexy horse- one the other day. They don't list any horsepower though, but. 102 cubic inch V4. Five speed tranny. Hmm. Yeah, you gotta have to. Uh, that's gonna be the next one on the list. But um, yeah. Oh, the other thing, too, about the Ducati, as I sit here, think about it. My arm fell asleep. On the bike? On my bike. My throttle hand fell asleep. Get out. Yeah. It didn't happen on any other bikes, but uh, on this one, it did. How much? Uh, how many minutes yeah. in the saddle? 34 minutes uh, this again? is 30, 30 minutes to 40 minutes in the saddle with this bike. Yeah, my throttle hand fell asleep. I don't know if it's because of that um, that reach or whatever, but yeah, I had to wake it up three times while I was riding it. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. That well, you, that had it, you had it twisted so far to the end of the cable, that's why. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Just had it planted wide open like but it was neat, and you know, it, this bike does come with um, the 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 seat on the back. It has like a little um, backrest, so she won't fall off because she will definitely fall off the back of this. You know those T-shirts that fell off. If you if you can read this shirt, yeah, the, this bike will do that to her. So it it, it comes with the seat with the backrest, so when you have it on the back, <laughs> she don't fall off. And it, that's how yeah, fast this bike It should was. say, if you're going to have passengers, this is required. You right, basically it should. You know, put don't put her on without it because she's falling off. That's how quick it was. That's why I put the backrest on my deuce to keep myself from going off the back when I accelerate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, awesome! Yeah. Great. So bike, yeah, though. power cruiser X Diablo, all thumbs, all thumbs in the yep, upward yep. direction. Do it, especially if you got longer arms than I do, like Ted. Um, uh, like Ted, yeah, the, uh, this bike will fit. 
The other thing I had to get used to is just, you know, with it, it feels like a sport bike, but it's a cruiser. So my, I kept wanting to put my foot down where normally a sport bike foot peg would be. <laughs> and I missed the, I missed the foot peg a couple times as I brought my leg up from stops. Um, oh, trying to find the peg. Cause you're like thinking it was mid controls or even a yeah, rear, rear set. Yeah. Uh-huh, it's forward control. <laughs> you're like, where's yeah. the peg? Yeah. So I missed it like twice. So I had to keep looking down, make sure I was putting my foot in the right spot. Oh, but, no, that's um, funny. But yeah, this is another bike I would have hmm. if I could have one. Well, Ducati's doing it lately. I mean, they hit it out of the park with the Scrambler. That's selling like crazy. And mm-hmm. this Enduro sounds like it'll be, to me, it seems like a nice competitor to the KTM Adventure line. I'd, yeah. I don't know about the BMW side. That That's just really not my thing anyway. It just kind of too big and awkward looking mm-hmm. but I, I like this multi-strata enduro and I, I would love to ride it back to back the ktm super adventure that would be fun yeah yeah someday I, I totally get it now so now when i see these guys on these enduro bikes i can like yeah thumbs up because it is an awesome ride to have a bike that you can flick like that and mm-hmm. just go on long rides wow my eyes have been open so if you were previously shopping V-Rod, that's completely gone from the list? Yeah, V-Rod, no. I would totally go this way. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wouldn't, mm. wouldn't even look out. Just laugh at the V-Rod because it didn't have the horsepower this thing does. And, and it's not as sexy. Yeah, I mean, the V-Rod looks great. Don't get me wrong. It's a great-looking bike. But this Ducati, wow. It's a little more modern, too, in its design. Mm-hmm. The V-Rod's been out for a while now. Quite a while. It's just a sexier beast. But, you know, you, you mentioned something again that, I don't want to say it bugs me, but it kind of makes me wonder if, uh, I know this kind of phrase will get me in trouble, but almost like Harley's like an afterthought now, or it's just, I, dare I not say has been, but we've ta- you and I have talked about this before. Like, everywhere you go with the Indian, people are just, all over themselves yeah. to come and Dude. ask you about it. Even people that don't ride. Yeah. And I pull up in a Ducati dealership and all the Ducati salesmen come out and check. I was talking about my bike for like an hour and a half. I know. That's what you were saying. Yeah. To, to just people just coming up and say, oh my God. And they were like, well, we'll let you ride that bike if you let us ride yours. <laughs> so. And I ride around, and my Deuce is not an ugly bike, but I ride around on that, and it might as well be in friggin' fatigues and camouflage because <laughs> nobody noticed that thing. <laughs> uh, and I think it's just, you know, I think it's just like the Indian, you know, it it's rare enough or was rare enough where you didn't see many of them. Yeah. And they got such a long history of people like, oh, they're bringing it back. I'm glad. And that's what I got a lot of time. I'm glad Polaris bought them because, you know, it it was such a shame to see this company like go go in and out. So I'm glad they have the, the backing now yeah. uh, to produce such a great bike. And they were just kind of ooling just over just the quality, the the the, the chrome, the stitching and the seats, the motor, just the beauty of the whole bike, you know. And it was just you know, yeah. I just gotta say props to Polaris and Indian for making yeah. such a great bike. Yeah, and, and maybe more what I was thinking about the Harley is more like it's just it's more commonplace. It's like, okay, well, yeah, there's a Harley. You know, it's there's so many of them out there. It's it's kinda like with me shopping for a bike. I mean, it's almost expected, like, yeah, you're gonna get a street glide, right? Yeah. I mean that's 
just what people yeah. do. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you know, people outside the bike world don't really even pay any attention. But yeah, your your bike is definitely a crowd pleaser. That's for sure. I like the ride behind you just to kind of feel like I'm part of that crowd. (laughs) (laughs) And I could have went, I could have went street glide, but like you, like we talked about, I wanted something different. I wanted something unique. And, um, this has just fit the bill. And, you know, after riding it for, you know, almost 7,500 miles now, I've, I've loved every mile I've put on this bike. You know, I can't talk enough about it. I'm sorry. You know, this, aggravates a lot of listeners because i I just kind of talk and talk about this indian bike but you got to ride it you got to experience it you know to to appreciate what i'm where i'm coming from i don't yeah i don't know that it aggravates anybody it's just yeah it's pure passion for your ride that's all yeah yeah i guess but you know there's so many others like you know this ducati you know both of them just they're eye openers you know and if you're if you're stuck on one particular style bike like the cruisers or the baggers or whatever, then you don't really appreciate the other bikes. That's right. You know, so once you get out and you start riding these other bikes that you normally wouldn't ride and you start to appreciate, you know, the riding position, the the way it behaves, the the mannerism of the certain, you know, maker, uh, you know, with the Ducati L twin, you know, you know, gotta be somebody who loves to switch gears. And if you love switching gears to take your corners, then this is the bike for you. You know, but it sounds great. It feels great. It's very powerful. It stops on a dime. It's mm-hmm. sexy. You know, it's Italian. You know, so what do you what do you do? It's like a nicer Ferrari, yeah. Huh? It's a nicer Ferrari. Hmm. Yeah. Not to keep harping on the Indian, but there's it just it stops short for me in the purchase department. You know, I look at it. I'm like, yeah, it's gorgeous. The seat is gorgeous. The bike looks fantastic. It's the build quality is on par with everything else, but then when it comes time, it's like, would you buy one? Nope. Yeah, that's where it falls short for me. Yeah, yeah, because you, you know, you've been a Harley guy for so long. You know, your next bike will be a Harley or Victory. Yeah, Victory still that's still a big contender for sure. Yeah, but uh, I, I I see you on a on a on a road glide. I saw a couple. Uh, they were the cross countries or Magnums. They're probably cross countries with really nice exhaust on them just one was ripping by while i was on the interstate so i'm going highway speed in uh, my rental car which is a dodge challenger by the way we need to talk about that (laughs) yeah we do we sure do (laughs) and you know i see this black cross country coming and it just goes screaming by just sounded like a race car that was awesome and now it's kind of like i can spot them from a mile away you know with the fairing Yep, like, yep, yep. I've been doing that too. It's a victory. <laughs> Look at that. Yep. So, and you're right. They have a distinct sound too. I'm almost certain it, it will not be a street glide though, because when I see them, it's just like, oh, there's another one. And I don't know. That that one's probably not going to be it. If it's going to be a Harley bagger, it's probably going to have to be the road glide. Like you said. So, but yeah, I'm having fun in the Challenger. It's a hoot to drive oh yeah <laughs> and, it, and so, even with the v6 it's it's plenty quick oh is it okay okay i was gonna ask how's it compared to having that hemi it is a big car though oh my goodness is it a big car <laughs> i mean it's just it's uh, unnaturally big it's just nice. it's hard, hard to describe just you, it's a and it's a two-door car and you're just like it's why like a, is there so much car here yeah it's like a thunderbird 
right? It was like big. Yeah, yeah, just like hood forever and yeah, yeah. It's a big car, yeah. Got big yeah. 20-inch wheels, but it's not lowered at all, so it kind of rides high, you know, it sits kind of mm-hmm. high. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's just kind of what kind of yeah. like a sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of up and down type. <laughs> it's a nice ride though. I mean it you know, it doesn't really handle all that sporty, but it it handles well enough for for a big girl, but uh yeah, it's hard to get used to the size. But then after a while, you know, after cruising up the highway, you're like, okay, I can appreciate the extra room in here and just a little extra, you know, size in, in every direction. Mm-hmm. But a couple of small details on it really kind of bugged me. Like the mirrors shook a little bit at speed. Okay. So you kind of look in the, the side mirrors and you could see it flexing and vibrating a little bit. And, and the hood too. You know, they, they could use a couple more braces in the hood to keep that from vibrating and it, there's probably nothing wrong with it but it's just one of those things that you see that and then you start thinking okay what what else is where else did they cut corners mm-hmm. you know if if there's something in my line of sight that i can see vibrating it's like what was what, what's under that carpet <laughs> right exactly yeah i hear you but pretty cool tech though you got a nice big uh touch screen that works well integrated it with my phone and listen to all my shows it's good so the seat's comfortable? Seats are comfortable, yep. Well bolstered, nice leather, heated and cooled. I use the cooling, of course. And um, it's got this performance thing on it. Like, you can track your zero to 60 times and your braking performance. All from, from the instrument cluster. Yeah, you just, you pull up the performance meter. It sits at zero, like if you're stopped, and then you just plan it, and it tells you what your zero to 60 time is. No way. <laughs> And yeah. a V six, no doubt. Yeah, six point huh. five. If you're curious, six. <laughs> you had to test it out. <laughs> yeah, that was the best on the meter when I picked up the car. But oh, okay, I couldn't do any better. Nice. Yeah, you set the bar kind of high, huh? But still, I'm like, you know, six point five V six, and this car weighs probably thirty eight hundred pounds, maybe even more. It's a heavy car. What was I gonna say? I was gonna um. Oh, crap. I was going to say, ah, it was right on the tip of my tongue. Oh, well. Well, you can think about it. John can tell us um, what we got coming up, events-wise. <laughs> you still <laughs> awake over there, buddy? <laughs> oh, traction control. What were you going to ask, traction control? What about it? Oh, launch control. Launch control, sorry. Oh, launch control. I don't think so. I don't think it has that. I got to bury into the settings a little bit, but I don't think it has it. I was trying to improve your zero to 60 time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got an interesting event coming up next week and but we won't uh we won't talk about it too much, but basically we're going to make a road trip to Atlanta and we are going to have some exciting interviews for everybody on the next show and we've kind of got enough that we might spread it out over a couple of episodes or maybe we'll even do some special ones in the middle. But we're also going to try a little video. So we may have some cool uh YouTube videos after our trip to Atlanta. Right after we ride victory again. So we're going Saturday or Sunday? I think it's gotta be Sunday for me. And I'm 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 kinda sad that I missed the the Yamaha demo days, but I'm gonna put it on Ride Now Power Sports because they do a horrible job of getting the word out. Because they have a newsletter sign up or they have some sort of sign up on their website and I never got anything. So we actually had a listener write in and say, Hey, there's a Yamaha uh, demo days coming up you guys should check it out and it just 
it just wasn't in the cards for me to make it out this weekend. But man, I would have loved to ride the, uh, what is that, the FZ07 or the FZ09, even the new Star. R1. Yeah, any of the Star motorcycles, the Cruisers. Man, I would have loved to do that. But man, I need more than two days' notice. Yeah, uh, we'll get on them. Yeah, we'll we'll make a point to get on them and, and see what we see what, see what we think about them. Yeah, but that's just a general call out to dealerships. Like, if you're having a demo day, man, you got to promote that thing. Like, get right. the word out. Like, you know, and not just don't just bury it in the calendar on your website. Like, put it on social media. Like, send it out to people that subscribe to your newsletter. I've never gotten a newsletter from them. Never. Well, so, we gotta get them about that. Yeah, they're missing missing an opportunity there. So that's it. What else we got, John, event-wise, now that I woke you up? Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, note that, uh, yeah, you are in Bright next week is the the little trip that we're taking before we go to the mountains for the V-Logger meetup in Telco Plains. So going to go meet up with Matthew and his group of friends and go drive, I think, the tail and I think the Blue Ridge Parkway out there. I know that's the last I heard. I haven't have more details on that but that's what we got so we should have some interesting chat when we get back from that yeah looking forward to that and we're camping sort of yeah yeah we're kind of camping we're, we're gonna <laughs> it won't be a tent it will be kind of not a four-star hotel so that's roughing it for me it's gonna be a cabin unfortunately unfortunately you want to sleep on we'll grass to, go ahead well no i don't want to sleep on a lot of grass but what the flip straws who gets the top bunk? All right. Actually, I'll be sleeping on the grass Friday and Saturday. <laughs> Taking the wife and uh, the kids camping. Are you? Cool. Yep. Might as well get out of the way because I know I can't get you camping. No. Nope. Not unless it involves dirt bikes and lots of beer. Right. So the other thing we have is uh, uh, Rich might be able to get to ride the Extaval again. And I think, if I'm correct, it's July. According to Ducati's website, more poor marketing. Correct, and, and, and well, actually, Ducati's doing a good job of it, but you know, correct. I found that the other day. I was looking it up and I was trying to figure it out. And per Ducati's website, it says July, and it's two to be ter- determined as well at location. So, who knows? Okay. And then the other thing we have and is Barber of twenty sixteen. Thanks, gentlemen. As always. Um, if you are enjoying our show and you would like to keep it ad free and receive generous rewards for your contribution, check out our donation page at loudpipes.net slash donate and click on the Patreon image. There's also a link there for one-time donations and support any size is greatly appreciated. Show notes and links for this episode can be found at our website, loudpipes.net slash 44 for this one. And the best way to keep up with the show is to subscribe. On the right-hand side of our website, you will find links to things like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we have Google Play Music as well. And if you can't support the show monetarily, we understand the next best thing is to tell your friend, uh, grab their cell phone next time you're out riding, and subscribe them to Loud Pipes. I'm sure they'll enjoy it. And we also appreciate ratings and reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and any other podcast outlet that you may find. And if you feel our show is less than five stars or you have questions or comments, you can reach us at feedback at rdubstudios.com or click on the feedback link on our website. Kickstands up, Mr. Hogan. Let's ride out. Do it. Chopila. Nothing from John? Sleeping. Barbecue coma. Let's move, boys. <laughs> <laughs>
has been an RDub Studio production. Check us out at rdubstudios.com, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio.